All right, we'll start our seventh talk. So that's pretty good. Uh, and I know, like I said last week, every week there's more and more talks and we're getting tired of being in front of the camera and just talking. I think today uh, it's, it's going to be a pretty good one. Uh, we have, we're going to talk about uh, favorite sets, favorite sets, and, you know, the process of why you think they're good and how they evolve and all that. Um, I have... I asked you guys to send sets, so I have a few different people, uh, and uh, I'm not sure the order, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to share the screen with you guys with what they sent me, and, and then I'll, I'll, allow, I'll allow, I'll let each one of the guys, each one of the coaches, male or female, just to share the set and, and let us know why it's so good. Right? Um, first one is going to be Mark. Yeah, yeah, Sundara. He's from Germany. Good friend. And can you guys see the screen? Yes. Awesome. Mark, you there, no? Mark. Hello. Yep. Told you. Hi. Can uh, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Great. So all yours. Um. Okay, just want to um, yeah, just say, uh, share an example of a set. Um, so this is more like for a high performance group, um, as in ages 18 and above. Um, it's basically not a test set. Um, it's a set which kind of has certain goals and has a certain pro progression. So basically, uh, for some of our athletes, we kind of um, Figure out through um, through a certain step test from the Albrecht test um, to see what direction the athlete should be heading, uh, more anaerobic or more aerobic, and depending on that, we um, kind of structure a set so they can really benefit from that. So here, for example, the middle distance, uh, some who would do this uh, from the middle distance group um, would do uh, 25 fun and speed. Uh, get the heart rate up, uh, small lactate spike, then 25 easy, this is long course, and then do 450s at 200 pace. Sometimes it could be all on one, sometimes in this progression on one, 55 and 50. And then um, I add in a removal set. Um, this is something I got from Michael Bowl. Um, in Australia, I changed a slight bit, but this is basically his idea, so produce. Uh, lactate and then uh, remove it so um, giving kind of a speed to swim as efficient as possible uh, but you know not totally um, um, yeah uh, disturbing the athlete as in making it too tough and then after the three times hundred uh, they'll be back to the uh, maybe a short uh, shorter short rest and then back to the round uh, next round and the sprinters, um, or even with some middle distance athletes, depending on if they need to, need to do a bit more anaerobic work, would do uh, the sprint set. Uh, so basically, they would do 2,500 fun and speed. So basically, that's something which I learned also from Australia, that you can't practice back end speed if you don't do front end speed before. So you need to make it a bit more specific. Uh, 100 front end speed is pretty pretty fast. So um, um they go top end speed then 25 easy and then maybe um like if i can 
um, if I have an assistant coach and we split up, then I can, for example, do 450s like this. But if it has to be like that all groups do the same thing because I'm the only one coaching, then I might even uh, do it in such a way that it's max easy and max easy. And then the 300s would be easy swimming because they wouldn't handle the higher heart rate stuff, which the middle distance athletes would be doing. And with fins because they they have really trouble getting getting going with uh, with without fins sometimes, and just you know, and afterwards they might even re remove the fins like for the last fifty to get a feel for the water again, and then yeah, proceed with the next round. Not sure if that helps, Sergio, or if I sh if there are any more specific thoughts about this, or if any questions. Hey, happy to answer. Mark, hey, Mark, one thing for clarification. I, can you say what FES stands for? Uh, front end speed. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, the first 25 in a 100-meter race. All right, cool. Thank you. Yep. Uh, I have a question, uh, Mark. Just uh, can you explain a little bit on the test set? You're using a step test from Obrac. Can you just give a little bit of insight on that? Or you do get your lactate work in the step test? Um, yes, yeah, so um, the terminology which uh, Jan Olbrecht uses is very um, specific, so it's important, you know, to read up a lot on that. And he kind of, um, depending on the step test and the results, and it's basically a certain structure with lactate and time, and he has a certain way of calculating and telling you in what direction you might be able to go. So he's not telling you to do more uh, endurance work or more sprint work, but he gives you like a compass suggesting which area you might maybe want to work more. So if, for example, um, through this calculation, um, a certain number is sold, like let's say a VLA max, so it says that you have a very high lactate production, and you have maybe a 1.2, which is something which he will give you as a number, and that is pretty high. Uh, you might not want to do too much sprint work with the sprinter because he's just producing too much. And so you can do more aerobic, more middle distance work. And the step test is basically, it's a bit different depending on the stroke, but the breaststroker would do 400 freestyle, then 200 breaststroke, uh, 150 breaststroke, 100 breaststroke, and if they want, they can do 100 max, but it's not um, not necessary. So it's at sub-max speed. That's the interesting thing. You can do this step test um, even at a very crucial time because you don't really go max speeds. You have to be between 2.5 and 6.5 millimoles. If you're above, you have to swim easy and repeat again. If you're below, you have to swim easy and repeat again. And then you have basically lactate and times and you type it in and you send it and he yeah, kind of gives you a good uh, idea about which direction you might want to go. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty familiar with Jan's work. So I just wanted to get clarification as to uh, your testing. So you're taking blood lactate at this point, and how does it affect your session and this particular test set? Uh, you're saying that, so if, for example, let's just take a, 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 an example, your sprinters in this particular set, they're using a 25 
at 100 front-end speed, if, for example, the aerobic capacity, which is what you were referring to, an anaerobic capacity, was one or two of, was higher, how would this particular set change for you at that uh, in that particular part of your season? I don't know if that's clear. Um, yeah, nice just to talk, you know, about different areas about this. Um, it's, as I said, just a compass, and it's still on, up to the coach if you want to go that direction or not. So if a sprinter had a very high lactate production rate, um, like I have a breaststroker who is at 1.2, as I mentioned, which is really, really high. Uh, he's a 100-meter breaststroker. So he would actually do the middle distance set instead of the sprint set because the sprint set would just spike his lactate far too much. And that would then I would say, okay, today you're not in the sprint group, but you are doing more middle distance. And, you, and he would do the three times 100 freestyle. Uh, so that's not a main stroke, the 300, that's a freestyle, but the 450s would be breaststroke. And he would do the, even the tougher um, intervals or even the hundreds um, because he needs to, you know, drop, drop his production rate. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I, I love that idea. I'm going to try that. Um, that's something that I've never tried. I, I, that's, that's really interesting. I'm going to switch it up like that. That's really nice. I do similar, very similar, but I, I like the way you structure it. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. Anybody else has a question? Or now, um, uh, Mark, how, how does the set evolve through the season? Do you make any changes or is it always the same set? Um, well, this is a set which would be uh, probably Tuesday afternoons. Uh, I would call it a quality set. And it would be more at the last part of a macro cycle. And it will get the, there will be more weeks of this, you know, in the macro cycles, which continues. So if I, the macro cycle had 16 or 20 weeks, and it ended, let's say, in November, the first time. This might be around four to maybe four to five weeks before the yeah, main competition phase. Uh, later on, it might even go up to eight weeks um, in the second or third macro cycle. And the progression would be as in, like for the middle distance group, if they want to do 200 pace work, um, they might start first with a send off one minute. And 200 pace should not be that tough, you know. Um, this is all something which Michael Ball um, teached uh, that uh, if you swim 200 pace, it should kind of be like a 7 out of a 10. It shouldn't be max all out, you know. And um, it might be at the beginning, but later on, it should be more of a 7 to 10. And then it's more about making the send-off, the times harder and trying to maintain the 200 pace. Because that's basically, um, yeah, as you all probably know, the second, third, and fourth uh, 50 um, of the 200. And um, so trying to hold uh, pace with tougher times. That would be the case. At the beginning, even there might be the hundreds after that might be easier. Later, it gets maybe a bit tougher. But it's, the main focus would be the um, 450s. And for the sprinters, um, the 450s might be at the beginning more even 25s or 35s because if a really if a true sprinter did 450s max all out i mean then it's more tolerance so they wouldn't be able to hold speed normally even at 130 if they're really really you know um very anaerobic 
Um, so I would probably make 35s, four 35s, and then increase the distance. And then later on, the send-off would be more like a broken set. So they would maybe do 350s on one or 350s on 50s. So it'll be kind of forcing them into failure um, to create an adaptation. Awesome. Anybody has a question about that for him? No. Now, uh, yeah, Mark, yeah go ahead. Mark, do you ever play around with the intervals on the 50s or do they always stay the same? No, I, uh, I switch it up. So um, first I kind of make sure they can achieve speeds. Of course, they might fail, but uh, you know, just so it's possible. And uh, so the 200 pace stuff might be on a center of one. And then maybe later, only 55s, maybe at some point, even later on, uh, send off the 450s might be all on 50. Um, so that changes and even the rounds change. Got it. And for, this, for example, for the spring group, as, as the set evolves in the season, let's say in a, in a macro cycle of four months, you want to do that set three times. As, as it evolves, not so much about the rounds, but the... the Intervals on the 50s gets bigger or, or, or smaller? Uh, smaller, so uh, tougher. Thank you. Tougher, yeah. Awesome. I had a quick question as well. Um, I showed up a little bit yep. late. I apologize for this, but um, could you clarify one more time what FES stands for? Uh, so FES is the front end speed. Um, um, basically, if you took the 100 meters, front end speed would be the first 50, back end speed would be the second 50. So if you train if you train front end speed, you train more the lactate production side, and if you train back end speed, you train more the lactate tolerance side. So it depends on where you want to do your focus. And the, at the beginning, I said if you want to train back end speed, so if you do 50s, that's training back end speed. In training, you can hardly maybe 150 can be front end speed, but if you really want to hit competition front end speed, you need to shorten the distance on you know to 25 maybe 35, um, but it's really tough to train front-end speed 50. So if the 50s are more back-end speed, and just to create a certain spike, because so the first 50 should kind of also be a bit pre-fatigued. Uh, that's why there's always a front-end speed aspect before that um, with the 25 from a dive. All the rest will be from a push. Got it. Thank you. Yep. Cheers. Awesome. Um, anybody else has a question for Mark about that? Um, and uh, the, the next question for you, Mark, would be how it correlates to how they swim at the end of the season. Do you think it's um, Go ahead. Um, well, um, the main thing is uh, uh, creating um, uh, a stress. Uh, stress as in so the body can adapt. And um, at some point, I would want them achieving 200 pace, uh, very efficient. So lowering their stroke count, you know, keeping stroke rates. So um, even holding the stroke rates from the beginning of the repetition to the end. So if you swim like a 50, 200 pace and you start with a 40, you want at the end of the lap it to be a 40 as well. So trying to work more on efficiency um more on uh, stroke so trying to make it as efficient as possible would be the goal later on um and normally if someone's really really fit 
and uh, they do an ascent off of 45 or 50, it shouldn't be a problem doing like 450s. Uh, awesome. Any questions for Mark? No? Well, Mark, thank you very much for sharing uh, your thoughts and your set. And yep, you're welcome. Yeah, uh, love it. Now we go um, to. Just one thing I just want to add. Um, just want to thank you, Sergio, as well, because I learned so much from you. And uh, I, I still use the sets, which some of the sets which I learned when I when I came to visit you. So um, really enjoyed this, and thanks for sharing. Oh, no problem, man. Yeah, we get better by sharing. So thanks, thanks a lot, Mark. You keep up the the great work. Okay. Uh, yeah. The next one is Carl Williams. He coaches a, a I think it's New Jersey Sharks. So, but he's uh, more of an age grouper. But he's gonna explain his set. Hey, Kyle, you're there. Hey, hey, Sergio, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me once again. Uh, these are always awesome to kind of just listen in. Uh, mine is, I'm from New Jersey Race Club, so we are in central New Jersey. Um, I'm a head age group coach here, but I also coach uh, a senior level group as well. So about 13 to, uh, you know, 13, 14 is my age group, but I'm at 13 to 17. Um, I have one group as well as that. So this, this set is more of a fun set. Um, it's a way to really get the kids feeling like they're a part of a team while racing. Uh, it is something that I've found that the kids really get up for. I think the best part about this set is that I'm going to explain just the parameters of the set today, and you guys can really just take it and run with it. I've done this set with my age groupers a bunch, and I've done this set with my seniors as well. All age groups have seemed to enjoy it. All age groups have seemed to ask to do it more. Um, and this year we are going to be doing it more. So here's, here's how this set works. The set is around the sport of golf. If you're familiar with golf, the lowest score is what you want. So you, you create a set that can really be anything. It could be something like eight 100s, eight fifties, sometimes four 200s. You could even go into an amount of yardage that you don't normally see in a race like 75s or 125s. It's really, this, this set is really just about getting the kids together and racing and creating that team family atmosphere. So you set the parameters of how this game is, is set. So here's how I normally do it. And I change it throughout the season, but here's how I normally do it. If a swimmer achieves a best time in practice, it equals a birdie. So a birdie in golf is minus one. Okay. If a swimmer is within one to two seconds of their best time, it's a par, and that's a zero. That goes through their score. If a swimmer is within 2.1 to 3 of their best time, it's a bogey. That's plus 1. If they're over 3.2, it's a double bogey. So that's plus 2. That's how the scoring works. So how I will make the teams is I will set each swimmer into a group of four, and that is their foursome. And each of the foursomes will swim together. So let's say me, Sergio, Michael Walker, and Pablo are on a foursome. We would all step up on the blocks and do our first 50. Let's say we each were 1.5 off of our best 50-yard time. That would be a par. So we would each receive a, receive a par, which is a zero. So our final score would be even, par. The next group goes, and they everyone, everyone does a best time. That's four birdies. 
So they have negative four. They are currently in the lead because they have the lowest score. So what I've found in doing this is that it creates a camaraderie around the groups. I've found that this is one of the sets that, or this is one of the sets that, uh, or creations that really gets them racing and they get excited for it. All right. Um, that's really what I wanted to do today was give you a set, a set that excites me, that excites the swimmers. I wake up excited to do this with them. Uh, you can do it from 10 and unders, 11, 12s, 13, 14s, and all the way up. You can do it at any part of the season. And um, me giving you the parameters of this and letting your creativity uh, go to work is what could really create the best atmosphere for your swimmers. Awesome. So uh, you, you don't you don't put this set specifically for certain type of training. You just put it. You, do you put you do put the set in your training uh, during the days that you want to do some race space or the days that you want to do something specific, or you just do it randomly? So, Serge, uh, that's that's what I do on days that I want to create some race pace stuff, where I want to get the kids up on the blocks. Uh, this is a set that that they are very familiar with because of what I've seen it do, um, especially with age groupers in regards to uh, coming together and racing and, and bringing out the best of them on any given day. So, and so what, what, would be, what, what do you think are the, the main gains that you get for the kids when they go to a competition? You know, besides the fact of getting the ability to race, I honestly, this set to me is more about just getting the kids together and racing together, you know? Um, I think sometimes it goes beyond, I think sometimes racing with if age groupers goes beyond um, what, the, what the benefits of their body is and it's more about what the benefit uh, of their entire mindset could be when, it, when they're coming together and racing for each other and create that team feeling. Awesome. I, I, would, say, I would think that by doing this and you have four guys that are in the same team racing together, they're going to be supporting one another pretty well. It's like swimming in a relay, you know, and trying to make sure that you get the lowest score, you know? Yeah, Serge, it's, it's something that, you know, when, when I was at West Virginia with a bunch of other coaches on this call is that, that family feel that, that, that you want to just cheer everybody on. You want everyone to do their best, including yourself. And this is a set that brings that out. This is a set that you will see. You will see the quietest of kids all of a sudden giving so much cheering on to their teammates. It's really, it's really been uh, something that's a positive for my program in creating, in creating that team feel. Uh, sometimes in USA swimming, it's not, you know, USS swimming, it's, it's more individual. However, I always want to find ways to create that team culture. So this is something that I think can help a lot of us out. And I just really wanted to share and allow, allow the code, the great coaches that we have on this chat to use their creativity to how they want to implement it into their year. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, anybody, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, anybody has a question for Kyle? Nope. Kyle, what's an eagle? Oh, that's you, listen, that's the great question. That's a great question. And the beauty of this set, the beauty of this set is that you can create your own parameters. You know what I mean? Um, you can create stuff that like if you're doing 75s, you can create the times that you actually want them to go and break it down into even, even to times that they're going off the clock, not just off your best time. So I think it's something that could be really positive for everybody. Awesome. Thanks. No problem.
I, oh, uh, Scott, I misspelled your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scott, are you there? Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it, almost, it almost sounds like that. Yeah, so. I, I butcher your name. <laughs> I'll send you the correct spelling. The, no, the, no, I, I have it. Look. <laughs> um, I, I just realized it. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> no worries, man. All right, go ahead. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks for thanks for doing these. These are these are great. I always always look forward to them. So, um, I coach at Roto College. We're a Division three program in Virginia. I'm about thirty minutes down the road from from Sergio, and uh, we have a couple different measuring sticks that that we use. But I coach our sprint group and our our stroke group. So basically, our hundreds and two hundreds of stroke, and you know our fifty hundred freestylers. You know over the past couple of years this has been a set the 650s at two minutes primary stroke um, we're not trying to go full sin we're not trying to go max we're trying to hit our goal pace and how we come to our goal pace is we I use a chart that I got from Ryan Woodruff um, at Lynchburg YMCA Ryan Woodruff is the swimming wizard um, and he has the the chart on his website so we'll put in the goal time it gives you a bunch of different parameters for that, that goal event. And for the, the second 50 goal, that's what we use to, to correlate to the 50 that we're trying to hold. And we want this to be at, you know, the, the stroke count that we want our athletes to be at. We want underwater kick counts, breathing patterns, you know, all of the, all of the details we want to see within these six fifties. Um, and then, from there, it doesn't it doesn't really change a whole lot throughout the year. Um, you know, we test this late October, mid November, December, and then again early January. Um, and when we're in January, I do have some athletes that don't want to know their don't want to know their splits. But basically, how we use this is we take the average of those six fifties throughout the year, and with some really really good accuracy is a pretty good predictor of what their second 50 and their hundred is going to be. Awesome. And, uh, so you've seen, uh, a good correlation with, yeah, with sure. the, the way they, they're assuming their second 50 here and the way yeah. they assume their second 50. Yep. So, and for people that assume the 200, you talk about the last 50. Yeah, so this is this is a set that we just use for our for our hundreds. I we okay. we train two hundreds a little a little different, um, but this is a set that we just we just use for our second to test our uh, second fifty speed for our our one hundreds. Awesome, thanks a lot. Yeah, man, thank you. Uh, anybody has a question for Scott? Scott, do you always keep uh, the interval for two minutes, regardless of what their goal second 50 is? Yep. Okay. Always kept it at two. Yeah, Scott, any specific power thing that you do in the warm-up? It says there that you do some light warm-up and general warm-up and then some power. Yeah, so what, what I like to do is general, general warm-up. Sometimes I'll let them – kind of take, you know, 20 or 30 minutes or more on their own. If they kind of, if we want to practice like a meet, meet warm-up, we do that more in December and January where I'll give them a little bit more free reign. But I always put in some shoot work or some, some weight belt work just to get in a little post-activation potentiation. Um, that's a way that we set up a lot in season, and it's a way that 
our at least our sprinters set up even at our conference meet like we bring our shoots and our bands and our weight belts to our conference meet and I've, I've found they just get primed up and ready to roll a little bit better thanks awesome thank you uh scott i uh, just had a question are you doing any active rest or passive rest during the two minutes uh tendo? it's their it's their choice if if they want to sit and, and bob around that's fine if they want to swim out and back that's fine um and i haven't I've, I've and i've tracked historically like what different people do um and it, it correlates all the same and i just i leave that up to the athlete they know what they need to perform well and to you know keep keep the details and whatever puts them in the position to get to that level of effort and perform those details that we're asking for is, is what i like them to do right thanks yep any other question for scott nope awesome thanks scott sorry about your last name but Talking, sir. thank you my excuse is that uh, uh, my english is not my first language anyway <laughs> but awesome i think the next one will be we have richard hall from london uh richard are you are you here i am yes awesome thanks a lot okay so it's uh, it's basically a kick test that we do um it's something i do once every two months um and it's just a way of just seeing how they progressed within their kick and we do a lot of kick within the program um, and it's just a way of measuring sort of what their their average kick is so it's quite a simple test it's basically 400 300 200 100 um, best effort kick uh, all off 215 base uh, we tend to do a lot of kick uh, without uh, kick boards we do it with alignment boards and snorkels or they can do it uh, either on the back uh, streamline kick or as fly kick um, and then I basically work out the average um, for each of those distances um, and see what average they they get per hundred um, so I work it out per each of the swims and then we get an overall average at the end and it's a good way of just seeing whether they can maintain what they do on the 400 their average on the 400 and see if they can maintain it down um, I tend to find that they do get quicker, obviously, as they get through uh, with the average. Um, but the goal is to try and keep that average as close together as possible. Um, and then I use that as sort of a, a base for any kick tests or any kick sets moving forwards. Uh, whenever we're doing any max kick work, um, we use that average as sort of the base that they've got to try and stay under um, on, on the set. So it's quite simple. Um, it's just a way of sort of testing kick. I wouldn't say it particularly correlates to anything in a race. Um, it's more of a sort of a training test set and just seeing where they are with, with their kick. But, but for you, you said the kicking is very important in your program? Yeah, yeah. So, so probably you get, you know, it gives you a good measure of what you got to do, what they can do and how you can you know, the goals that they have to have every day, probably. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we, we sort of, we make a big point about being able to kick strong down the back end of races. Um, so I suppose, in a way, it does correlate to that, but um, there's no specific correlation, I wouldn't say. Awesome. Um, and you do all the kick, always with kickboard, no kickboard? 
Uh, I, I tend to vary it through the week. So we do, we usually do around three kick sets, um, sort of big kick sets during the week. And then sort of um, where, we do, we're, where we go max kick or, or really fast kick or underwater kick. Um, and I tend to do a lot of that without a board. Uh, and then when we're swimming a little bit steadier, I'll let them use the boards um, more just of a, a change of scenery, just to let them get their heads up and, and sort of um, not just be looking at the bottom of the pool. So, um, but yeah, sort of any of the sort of major kick stuff that we do uh, or any of the fast kick stuff we do, we tend to do it without a board or all awesome. the alignment boards, the, the small triangular alignment boards. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Does anybody have a question for Richard? Hi there, Richard. Um, do you ever go the other way around? Obviously, here with four, three, two, one, it's relatively easy for them to maintain or even improve their speed as the as the volume of the effort goes down. Um, do you ever work the opposite direction and see if they're able to maintain their their average speed as the distance goes up? Uh, I haven't done, but I think it's uh, perhaps a good way of looking at it and, and doing it. Um, like I say, they do tend to get quicker. As they get through the set, obviously it's it's reducing in distance. Um, so yeah, maybe a good way of changing it up and, and doing it differently. Question, Richard: What uh, Rick? Uh, what group age uh, do you start that with? Uh, so we we start this. So we actually do a, a reduced version for throughout the club. So the youngest groups do it where they start with a 50, 100, 150, and then a two hundred. Uh, so they're sort of our development kids, um, and then they'll start doing this from an age group level, um, sort of between 12, uh, 13 onwards, um, and it, it works quite well. And you know, the, the turnaround time can can vary based on uh, each each age group, but um, certainly my, my group, which is sort of 13 to um, 17 year olds, they tend to do that quite regularly off to 15. Awesome. Anybody else has a question for Rick? Uh, hi, Rick. Um, can you repeat or say what uh, what is the rest for the 400, 300, 200, and 100 kick? Uh, so it's a, so when I say 215 base, um, that basically means per 100. So the 100 is off 215, um, and then the the 200 goes up to 430 and um, basically okay. you just add on 215 for each for each one um that's only for the kick test we we tend to do quite a lot of our kick off off shorter shorter rest intervals okay and you always use freestyle kick or change for breakthrough breakthrough um so we do we most most of the group will do it on freestyle kick yeah uh, there are there are a few that do it as breaststroke and there are a few that do it as backstroke, but the majority of them do it as freestyle as sort of their main kick. Thanks, Rick. Awesome. How how often, um, Richard, do you do this uh, set? So I, I do it once every two months. Um, yeah, and just and I, it stays the same through the season, and they just it's a good way of just for them looking at, at how their their kick has improved. Thanks. Anybody else? 
Uh, we do this short course, not long course. Uh, you never do this in long course? Uh, not not this test set, no. Yeah. Um, this one's usually short course. Um, we do we do a lot of kick long course. We 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 are actually quite fortunate. We get the London Aquatic Centre um, four times a week, so we we do quite a lot of our kick long course. But I do this test set short course. Awesome. Thank you very much, Rick. Uh, uh, we don't we don't do any flip turns. It's always um, they can do one pull into a wall and then it's a touch turn. Uh, the backstrokers and the fly kick, the those that do fly kick on their back, uh, they can do one stroke into the wall and tumble turn. Um, but the the guys with the board have to do it with uh, just one pull and touch. Awesome. Anybody else, guys? Well, thank you very much, Rick, for sharing. No worries. Thank you. Yeah, you're kicking tail. Uh, the next person, we have Nicole. Uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, Nicole. Uh, Kalp, or Kalp? How, how do you pronounce your, your last name? Uh, it's Kalp. Okay. Do you want to share your set? Yeah, do you have the other? Yeah, let me, let me pull it. Hold on. Uh, so one of my favorite test sets uh, that I've done typically about once a year has been 8 to 10 175s from a dive on 330, um, going the goal paces. I've, I've mixed around the intervals a little bit, going down to three minutes or even up to four minutes, uh, depending on what uh, the, the, the speed of the swimmers are. I, I should also say I work at uh, a Division three college. I work at the University of Chicago and have coached college my entire career. Um, but I've liked this because it's a pretty uh, a good set to get uh, swimmers to really be able to go the speeds and the times that they're going to be racing, um, you know, at their championship meets and really to, to get them focused in on racing for that amount of time. Uh, this year, uh, we actually didn't do that set, um, but we decided to do a little bit of a variation on it, and it was a couple meets out, or a couple weeks out of our championship meet. Um, and so we ended up doing it to uh, a sprint version, a mid-distance version, and then also a 500 version. Um, again, trying to get them to really think about max and speed and and swimming to those goal times. So um, the I had the distance group this day, so I have a much, uh, I would say, better idea of how that set went. Um, but the goal was to get them to focus not only on their 200 time and doing a dive 175 out of that, um, but then also to do a 450 um, where they're trying to go faster than their 500 free time. Um, in reality, that that proved to be pretty easy. So. Um, which is why you see that we put a little bit uh, bigger goals out there in terms of getting them to go uh, 10 seconds faster, 15 seconds faster than what their goal 500 time was. Um, but it really it was probably um, one of my uh, favorite sets that we did this year in terms of the effort um, and the intensity that we got out of it. Um, so the way that these sets are put out is all, uh, it's basically three rounds of it with some active rest and some descending in there. Um, again, getting heart rates into it or heart rates a little bit higher before they go after something fast. Um, the mid distance of so the 100, 200, um, and also our sprinters, the 50s, 100s had goal 100 times with fins that they were trying to go after. 
Um, these were all from a push. The only dives were uh, either the dive 70, 175s or for our sprinters, the dive 25s uh, going out 50 speed. So a little complicated, um, but it was, it was, like I said, a great, great set with uh, really, really nice intensity um, and really good results out of it. And uh, how many times do you do the set? Uh, we only did this set once. Um, we did some other things throughout the season where we were doing goal time, uh, whether it was corded swims, um, you know, or goal time kicks or things like that. Um, but this was the only time we did this set. And uh, the focus of the set, do you, you guys think, what part of the race are you thinking or what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, uh, really trying to get them to go after their goal time. So swimming for that, that duration of time, um, both in a 200 and a 500 or, a, you know, a 175 and a 100 or 200 and a 100. Okay. Awesome. And uh, you saw they, I know you only did it once, but you saw some improvements because of the set or how did the kids react to the set or? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, definitely some, some tough swims that happened. I think the things that we saw out of it was that uh, pretty much everyone was able to get to their goal 200 times. Uh, the goal 500 times were, were definitely uh, a challenge to get to, but we got some really great practice swims out of it. So, um, you know, when you have, for us, you know, our our top 500 girls this past year were 457 and 458. Um, and both of them were able to go, you know, if, if they would have continued for another 50, uh, you know, they would have gone under 510 in practice, which would be a really good practice swim for them with pretty minimal rest before it. That's awesome. Um, anybody, anybody has any questions for Nicole? I know there's a lot of information right here. <laughs> Anyone? Nobody? Okay. Thanks a lot, Nicole. Yep. And you know, um, thanks for sharing your set and and yeah. Let's Thank we're gonna you. move to the next person. Let's see. Uh, I think the next one. Uh, hold on. It's going to be uh, Brian Thomas from uh, George Washington. Brian, are you there? Sorry, I had to unmute. Yep, I'm here. Thank you uh, for, for having me. Let me contribute. Uh, absolutely. I don't know how you want me to do this. You want me to scroll down or you want me to? Um, yeah, that's fine. I'll probably just start kind of with the preset and um, I'll, I'll try to boil it down to the basics. Essentially, um, this set started for us a couple of years ago I was at a school where I was the only coach, didn't have an assistant and um, wanted to find a way to uh, maybe not necessarily once a week, but a couple of times each semester do something that our entire group can do together. Um, and I've carried it here to GW. Basically, it started with um, 650's best average on a minute where they essentially set a pace and then I surprise them, for lack of a better term, uh, with 18 more where they need to hold that average uh, all on a minute any misses uh, they sit out that doesn't count toward their 18 and then they get back on it uh, trying to complete the set um, it kind of has evolved to where we liked the format of it but of course the surprise factor was gone after doing it once 
so we needed to find a new way to, to maybe motivate them. This year, what we did was um, we started off with two groups, our first year swimmers and then our upperclassmen and had a, enough pool space to split them up to where uh, within the preset, which is basically a, a, a heart rate prep set to get them prepared for the, the main set. Then the preset, the upperclassmen went through and did it that way to where they were mixing into their prime strokes and, and getting their heart rate up with some freestyle efforts, getting prepared for 2450's best average. Whereas the freshmen went through that preset and at the end did the 650's prime stroke uh, to set them up for essentially 18 more best average. That way, when they climbed out, you know, to start the main set, the upperclassmen group started off in the 2450s. We told the freshmen what they were doing, and then they joined in for the last set of 18, basically, and uh, tried to carry their their speed from the the 650s that set it up. So it was kind of an element of surprise for the uh, the freshmen for the first years. Um, the upperclassmen knew what was coming to a certain degree, but were able to to match up um, maybe some results they had had previous efforts. We had a, a set to compare it to in the in the fall and also the the way we had done it the previous year. So um, allowed them to to kind of compare, contrast, see where they were and see the kind of progress they had made. Originally it's it's basically just trying to be a bit of a lactate production set. That was the idea to start with. Um, but has evolved into a little bit of a team building opportunity, I think. I think um, at least our upperclassmen saw it as a little rite of passage. And um, it's one of those sets that's really loud really obnoxious and, and a lot of fun to watch as a coach and, and to kind of be a part of and see some of the progress. It also puts them in a, a bit of an equal playing field where um, some of our best swimmers have some of the most trouble uh, in terms of finding little detail areas to get better and, and, and see success with the set. So um, that's, that's really it. Awesome. Uh, you did this set here 42 days before the conference meet. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're definitely careful around that period of time um, in terms of making sure they're probably set up for a little success. And just within a training cycle, we know they're in an area where they can potentially be successful with a set like this and, and trying to be fair to them that way. Um, but it, it was um, probably our, our last opportunity really to do something together as a team before uh, we, we started into a rest phase and, and got toward a conference championship. Because it says, were you in Florida for training camp? We were, yep. The last day of the training camp? Yep, yep. Awesome. Good. And uh, do, you feel that, um, do you feel that it correlates well with how they perform in competition at the end of the season? Do you see on the last dual meets? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cer certainly... Um, Again, the idea was just a little bit of lactate production work and like thinking about race endurance and things of that nature. And I often share with them, and you know, the thing that we see at the highest levels isn't necessarily that um, swimmers are doing things we haven't seen before. They're just being able to, to do it for a longer period of time. So, you know, someone splitting 22s in a 200 freestyle and things of that nature that we hadn't seen before, they're able to do it. And, and we try to emphasize that with our people. And that's really the goal of the set is, is to, to maybe work on those things. Usually what we see is that um, what they hold is somewhere between back end hundred and back end 200 pace. It's faster than 200 pace. It's usually a half second off of, of what they are within, within their hundreds of strokes. So um, I don't know if there's necessarily a correlation there, but it really is just an intent of, of um, carrying speed and hopefully doing that with some detail to it and 
the flyers do all fly, the breaststrokers all breaststroke. IAMers, they do uh, like two of each stroke. Or, or yeah, series. exactly. Awesome. Yep, they'll stick to their prime strokes. The IAMers to go fly back, breast, fly back, we just keep repeating fly back, breast, fly back, breast. Well, thanks a lot. Has uh, anybody a question for Brian on the set? I had a quick question. Um, so, Brian, it seems like you – so is it you and your staff that keeps track of the times that they do in the previous – because this is an annual set, you said, right? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, it's the kind of thing that we started a few years back and may end up changing up. It's kind of evolved a little bit. We didn't plan on this being necessarily a test for us, but it evolved that way. And, and yeah, the, the staff keeps track. You know, we, we, we hover and uh, – are able to at least kind of keep a bit of an average. We talk to the swimmers as we, you know, record everything and all that sort of stuff, but that's basically it. Sure. Um, also, is this done in short course yards or long course meters? Short course, short course yards. Yep. Gotcha. And just one last question too. Um, how, how are you able to like record the times? Like as it's like, as a set is going on, lots of people are coming to the wall at one time. How do you keep track of everything effectively? Yeah, I mean, sometimes we're writing them down as we go. Essentially, um, just from an organizational standpoint, one thing I like about this um, this set is that it re really requires a lot of thought on our part in terms of how we're building each lane assignment, all that sort of stuff. So each coach has, you know, a piece of paper in front of them that that has lane assignments for each kit, so that they can jot down notes or just kind of keep mental notes as to where they are and and that kind of thing. Um, the you know we have four coaches on deck so we're able to take maybe three lanes each max so it's it's easy to to keep that up in in your head for the most part i think gotcha cool thank you yeah uh, any any other question for yeah, coach brad hi, hi brian um andrew here um i'm i'm actually just i'm very impressed by the the ability for the athletes to have that sort of output for that long. I think that's really great. Um, and I was, I was also very interested in set one that you've got there as well. Obviously they're really, um, obviously really attuned to what their bodies are able to do. I, I was interested if you could explain, obviously you've got the two 100s free. At, I'm assuming that's eight beats below max and then, yep. and then three at seven and, and four at six. And um, how do you build the athlete's ability to, be that be able to be that fine with their effort and, and moving themselves through the heart rate that that sort of diligently yeah i think it evolves a bit they we do it so often that they kind of get a, a really good idea of, of what we are looking for with that particular heart rate and really i don't necessarily think it needs to be all that finite they kind of understand the point that we want them to get their heart rate elevated slowly throughout mm -hmm. the set to get them prepared the other reason we, we do it that way is that we do have I mean, it's a challenge with, with, you know, whatever it is, 50 athletes to do something that's going to get them all prepared because they're all very different. Um, so it, I don't know if this is necessarily something we would, we would do all that often, but it also ensures that, you know, we have some swimmers that range up and, and it gives them enough work to get their bodies prepared. And, um, and that's really it, but they do get a, a very good idea of, of, um, even by feel, I think of, of where they need to be to be at each heart rate. Whereas at six below, you're kind of right on that threshold level. Whereas eight below is kind of more basic endurance, that kind of thing. Okay. Excellent. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Awesome. Anybody else question for coach? Yeah, Brian, I have a, I have a quick one for you for yeah. your, 
for your freshman or maybe you have a, a transfer or someone coming in, how do you go about setting uh, like a hold best average goal time for them for the first time they're doing the set? That's where we, we do the, the 650s and they just don't really know that it's coming. So we, we do a, ser a series of 650s and, and the way we set up this workout, there are two versions of it. So for the um, freshmen, they were basically separated off on, an, on like the other side of the bulkhead to where they, they went through the preset. The last set of 650s on the preset were best average of their prime stroke. And that's where we set it up. And, and they basically take that average and try to repeat it. Great. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Anybody else? Nope. Awesome. Well, coach, thank you very much. Um, thank you. Appreciate Brian, it. Thanks for sharing. Um, I have a set too. I, I don't have any other sets. Nobody else has sent me anything, I believe. Uh, but does anybody want to share anything before I share mine? Yeah, I'll share one. Awesome. Let's go. Try. Yeah. Um, so this is a test set that I'll do um, kind of at the beginning of the season. And then I don't want to say at the end, at the end, but a few weeks before I start tapering near the end of the year, because um, I work with um, seniors, senior age group, but also um, I'll work, but I also volunteer at the Naval Academy. Um, I haven't done this with the midshipmen yet, but I have done this with my seniors and they really like it because it gives them a good point. It's 31 100s. Um, you start them off at two minutes and they and you descend um, two seconds per hundred until you get down to a minute and um, not everybody makes it, but you can start up, but you, but you basically just count how many hundreds they make at the beginning of the season. And then at the end of the season, you see how many more they can make. And um, they really, my, they, they absolutely love it. It was um, the first time I did it, I freaked them out, but, uh, but then later in the season, you know, they all came up to me because I, I did it first in October and I had a kid who only made like 20 of them. And then at the end of the season, and then at the end of the season, he made 26 and he's like, oh, wow, I actually am getting a lot better. <laughs> so it was, it was something that, you know, something really simple, really easy, but, and it's, it's a lot of fun and my guys really liked it. So you use it a lot? So I do it twice a year. Um, it kind of just becomes like, just a, a, kind of like, but what, uh, what Brian said, kind of like a rite of passage for the seniors, um, where I'll do it at the beginning of the season in October, and then I'll do it probably around right before Christmas break. Um, so that way, so mid December ish. So just so that way, again, you know, that's two months of training that they've been training hard. And usually I'll have, for my younger guys, my 13 or 14 year olds, they usually make one or two more for my older guys. They might make one more, but still like that, but I've, but I've tracked them since they were like 13 years old. So, you know, if I, I can tell them, you know, at 13, you only made 15 of these, but now you're 18 and, you know, and now you made, now you made almost all 31 of them. I've ne I have yet to have a kid to make all 31, but I've had a few kids be very, very close. Awesome. Yeah. Any questions for Trevor? Nothing. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'll share. type the set in the comments real quick, just so that way. Yeah, if you can send it to me through email, what I'm gonna do is put it on a package and make it a PDF file and send it to everybody. 
Okay, uh, I'll shoot you an email. I can do that. Uh, you can put it. You can put it on, on, on the comments here too. But... Yep. Uh, uh, let me see how I do this. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. My brain is not working anymore today. Okay, here we go. Let's see if you can. You guys see this? Can you guys see the set? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yes. I see it. Uh, awesome. Um, so the idea with this set, I, I do that. Uh, I, I want to say in October, in uh, maybe in December, and I think this is in January. So I run three times, and that, then during taper time, uh, I, I I do an adaptation of this. I like this set a lot for different reasons, but I'll explain them to you. But you, the, the goal, you know, I've evolved to 125s and 50s just because I like the, the whole group to train together. Um, and this year uh, we did at the beginning of the season and then when the group separated, I think I, 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 the other groups didn't do it. But uh, in my group, I have kids that go up to the 500 or even the mile sometimes and, and groups, the kids that do the 50s. So depending on the day, how they felt, I will give them one of these. But the main thing is 375 from a push all out fast. Right? And um, I would consider this like a, a kind of a maximum production of lactate set. You know, use that five rounds. Um, and uh, it, they're not from a dive. And then in between, you do 325 easy. Uh, the, the first group and the fifth group, you go on two minutes. The second group on 150, the third group on 140, the fourth group on 130. Now, the idea here is to go as fast as you can, but the trick is to do a stroke count minus one. Right? So like, for example, a butterflyer that has five strokes, you know, we try to get them to go 11 kicks and four strokes, you know, per, per, each, 75, per, per each 25. A breaststroker, we try to put a cone somewhere or they know how many lines they have to go and be between... 11 to to 14 yards on the pullout depending on the person and then three strokes four strokes five strokes depending on the number of strokes that they take uh freestylers and backstrokers we count their strokes in a 200 uh, on the competition i i count the strokes in about 200 in a competition and normally some kids might go uh the, the, the first one the first 25 we don't count it but they, they go like maybe 12 12 12 13 14 15. So we normally, I take the 12 and then they have to go probably either 10 or 11, uh, you know, and they need to be efficient on their underwaters. You know, uh, for the 500 people, we do three 125s, the same idea. And for the sprinters, it's a little bit different, but we do 350s fast from a push, the same intervals for the 500 people and the sprinters, uh, mainly too, because I want to keep the team together. And the group together, and uh, uh, and they go. The fifties will be the first fifty three breath and two breath, the second fifty two breath and one breath, and the third fifty one breath and zero breath. And that's mainly for freestylers and flyers. Uh, with backstrokers and breaststrokers, we don't have many people that do the fifties, um, so we don't have that problem. But if I have to do it, I will tell them not to breathe the last twenty five. So, uh, and I really like that. 
after you know the first the first part of the season i don't give them a surprise at number five the second time we probably will do some easy and then we go at 50 100 or 150 die from a fast and and i really feel they has a lot of uh at the end of the season or even as we progress during the season the kids stroke rates of competition and they can understand how many strokes they need to take and they they become more efficient and i really like the, the set so uh i don't know if anybody has any questions the whole the whole the whole the whole practice is only 5500 but it takes a while and as you can see we don't have a lot of warm up you know uh, but any questions from anybody Yes, Sergio, I have a question. Sorry, um, I just wanted to ask on, just uh, maybe I didn't hear you correctly. Did you say that you, if you had 50 breaststrokers, you would not make them breathe on the last 25? Yeah, I will tell them to close their mouth and not breathe. You know, Thanks. Uh, I think uh, I don't have that. I, I know a couple of the guys, when we talk about breaststroke, no breathing, we either do full breaststroke underwater, but with these 50s, it's too complicated, but you know, I think you can teach them how it's very hard, but you can teach them how to keep their head lower and not to open their mouth. You know, they think it's impossible, but if you ask a kid to walk for or to run for for twenty seconds and keep their mouth shut, they should be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, any other questions? Sorry, Sergio. It's just how often you. I know you said earlier, but I've, I kind of missed that. How often you do that, and uh, what the what the importance of the timing of the set is in terms of the the sort of the flow of your preparation? Like normally, I would say I do it. Let's say in in October, you know, I do it, and maybe the first time I don't do it, uh, you know, because we start the first the first week of September. I don't do it at, a, at this high level and I can, you know, I can just progress this one, regress this one, whatever. But then I do it uh, for sure sometime in November, sometime at the end in December. This one was in January 25th. So I probably did it this year three or four times. Uh, I try to do it on the race pace days that I have. You know, I have a three-day cycle twice. And I normally try to do this on... on uh, a Saturday, a Saturday that I have three hours uh, and they don't have a school and I can focus on really working on the strokes and pay attention to them instead of having to rush because they have to go to class or something, you know. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Nobody else? Easy peasy. So, you know, this is all, all, all I have today for, for sets that people share, you know. I don't know if anybody else wants to share anything, you know. Uh, I know, John, you have different sets for distant swimmers, Sakovic. Uh, I don't know if you want to share anything. Uh, um, I mean, I can share a set I stole from uh, Greg Troy that he used with... Um, uh, what's the 400 freestyle guy uh, that was at Michigan swam with him. Um, I use it. So it's 9100s. Um, yeah. It's kind of a, I've done it 
probably once a season after we've kind of been in training. Um, I only do it with the distance guys, uh, preferably more the milers than um, 500 or, or, you know, 400 guys. And really it's just a, it's an endurance set um, to kind of tax them, challenge them, but also it's, um, it's mentally challenging as well. Uh, so it's, it's basically, it takes about an hour and 55 minutes or so to do it. <coughs> um, it's three sets of 3,100s. They're all continuous. The first 30, um, you go three on 127, three on 124, three on 121, all the way down to three on a minute. Then you go right into the second 30, uh, two on 128, 126, 124, all the way down. And then the last 30 is um, uh, five on 20. Five on 15, 10, five, five on a minute. And then they finish the last five on two minutes all out fast. Um, I found that one, uh, it, it teaches them uh, control because if they go too fast, too early, they, they don't make the whole set. The second thing is, is they have to control their speed up front and descend with the intervals. Um, sometimes they like to sit there and just go 115, 115, 115. All of a sudden the interval goes from 118 to 115 and they can't pick up the speed. So they miss the interval. So they're having to learn how to control and descend throughout the set. Um, but I mean, really, I would say less than half of that set's really difficult. And it's just a, it's a good aerobic set. And it's something that we do, like I said, once a season. Um, it's something the distance swimmers get excited about to challenge themselves, um, but also a quick way to put some yardage in them if that's what you're looking for on a Saturday morning. Um, I said I've done it. it t- like I said, it lasts. It's less than two hours. So half the time, the distance kids are out before everybody else, and they're excited because they're done before sprinters or or middle distance guys. So um, it's a good set. Thanks. I just saw an email that you sent me. I don't know when you sent it. To me. Yeah, that went from, I went the other direction on that. Just uh, a set that we've done, uh, 16, 25s, half fast, half easy, half easy, half fast in different ways, uh, three to four times a week right after warm up. just trying to teach them how to sprint. Um, a lot of kids, um, you know, when they sprint, it's a 50 or a hundred all out fast or something. Nobody ever, we don't always teach them how to swim all out max speed. So. Um, this set was just kind of teaching them how to be able to swim the 50, the 100, and be able to, you know, change speeds in the middle of the race as needed. Awesome. So, any, John, any? for the 9100s, what do you do with the guys if they're just not making the interval? Um, once they, I mean, as I said, it, it, the interval goes back up. So I always tell mm-hmm. them if they, once they miss it, they just go 75s until we go back up to the 130 or 124, and then they get back on interval. That way, everybody's on the same. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Awesome. Anybody, anybody has another question for John? Uh, uh, I don't know if anybody wants to share anything else. I, I don't have anything to share. I've been, I've been sitting on my ass, uh, excuse me, on my, on my butt, talking on the phone, on this, with people for science 11 a.m. this morning. So it's been like over five hours. So I'm ready to finish this. So, uh, so anybody has any, anything, you know? You guys are so quiet. 
I wish I, I wish my my children or my wife were that quiet. <laughs> I guess no? I kind of had a question for uh, the group. Um, similar to your set, like, does anybody, does anybody have anything to try to incorporate underwater work into their race pay stuff? Um, I know a lot of people, like, we've talked a few times that we do. Um, sorry, I think my internet's going out. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, we do a lot of the foil kicking stuff, just teaching underwaters, and we implement that into practice and, uh, and try to teach them how to kick properly underwater. But does anybody have sets that um is incorporating the underwater it's kind of like sergio into race pace stuff that is going to carry over and translate into actual races um i didn't know if anybody had any sets like that that they wanted to share so something that i haven't done but i know um but i know eddie and rourke who are the guys over at um rourke is the assistant women's coach over at texas and he does this a lot with his girls nice. um is he'll just do shooter 25s with fins on 30 and he's and he told me that that's a uh, that he's noticed since he started doing that um is that he is that his girls have gotten a lot faster um their legs have gotten a lot stronger underwater and they're able to hit the 15 meter mark a lot quicker underwater thanks thank you Hey, Sergio, I got to go. Thank you very much for this and thank everybody else for their sets. That was uh, very uh, interesting. Learned a lot today, um, but I have to go coach practice. So you guys all take care and stay safe. Uh, awesome. See you, John. Be safe. Have man. fun, John. Yeah. I'm going to get a Corona after this and I'm going to sit in my ass and drink that Corona. <laughs> no. Sorry my, sorry, my English, but well, I, I have um, um, a way to use the subaquatic in a set um, I found it in my book was be four or one hundred um three or one hundred and the four one well, uh, sorry the four for one hundred is a uh, right space of the two the four hundred meters um in the three or one hundred uh for the race pay of the two hundred in that three of one hundred I use um in each 100 different ways of uh, different number of kicking of underwater um, it's a good way or for example if i work uh, aerobic sets and i want to to work some speed um i work the swapatic speak in 15 meters uh, or 12 meters for example um in that way i i use or i work it um the aerobic and the speak the speed sorry and I use more the the aquatic, no, the push of the wall or, or or no push from the wall. Awesome, thank you, Paul. Yeah, thanks. You can send it to me through email. Just write it down and send it to me. Hey, Pablo, what book are you reading? Or is that Sorry? just your is that just your notebook? <laughs> I I I don't listen. You said you found it in a. In, in a book, what book is it? Oh, no, no, my, my personal book. Yes. Oh, your notebook, gotcha. Yes, sorry. Um, um, another test that you use for kicking was the 1,000 kick with war or freestyle. Um, in, that, in the same week, I um, worked two days, kicking days. One day was with the 1,000 kick, and I, and I used the, the pace 
for the, or the best 100 meters. And in another day, I work um, a set is was be uh, four of, of 50 meters, 100 meters, again, four of five, uh, 50 meters, sorry, 200 meters, um, again, 400, three, uh, 300 meters, four of 15, and 400 meters. That is all kicking, and I work every week. How are the 450s? All fast and the, the 100? Uh, yes, the, um, the 50 was we all, all in out in one minute and a half of pause, of rest, sorry. Um, the another, uh, the 100, 200, 300, and the 400 is like um, Richard works in that, um, in that way for keep the 100 pace in, in each uh, work, no? It's, aerobic and speed yes awesome thanks um, thank you very much pablo love your english it's like mine we're good uh, are you hey vamos pablo uh ozzy i see you smiling over there you don't have you don't want to tell us the secrets of the alabama uh swimming community no, there are no secrets here, but I had a couple of questions and I wanted to go back to Pablo because I know Jason has some good sets out there as far as developing underwater. He, uh, he shared some of that stuff with me way back in the days. I think when he was with you at Bowles, um, we talked about a set that he used to have with his guys and kind of like remember how do you come back the last 25s uh, on your 200 races. But, well, he remembers that kind of stuff. Uh, I wanted to ask you something, Sergio, and thank you, by the way, for doing this. This is the first time that I'm doing this with you group, and uh, and it's definitely a good experience uh, sharing and learning all this kind of stuff. But regarding your set with the 75, are you looking more into a strict race pace and whatever the goal time is going to be, or are you looking more for a stroke count and then from that point on get into the speed that you're going after? Which one is the main is the main objective here? The main objective would be to keep the underwaters or the pullouts and whatever it is and the stroke count, uh, the number that we, we talk, that's the most important thing and not to lose that. Like for example, uh, one of the times I did this set with, with Kwasen Gwen, he swam this, he was a senior at Berkeley, but he came out uh, when he was with me in Singapore and we did this in a training camp. We did it in, in short course meters, but we did this in a training camp, um, at bolts that we came in december and he was a 55 i think 100 flyer and in six months he went to 52 and he was a two minute 200 flyer and in six months he went to 156 and i think this type of work helped him out a lot because he's very short but his distance he learned how to be very good distance per stroke so the goal when we were at bolts in the short course uh pool he had to go 15 yards, so I think he did 11 kicks, and he had to do four strokes. That's it, each 25. And he averaged around, he did all freestyle, all fly. So each 75, he averaged, I think, 36s. And the last group, he was able to go 35s. But the last group in the 375s, I think a couple of the 25s, he did uh, five strokes because I think he was exhausted too, anyway. But, but, and it was, it's a very taxing set because you have to go all out. Now, a 36 for 75 fly from a push, that's pretty quick to do 12 times. You know, 
So, so uh, I think the most important thing is how to, besides the lactate level and the, you know, maximum production of lactate or whatever energy system you want to put this set into it, I think it's about the patience that you have to understand for him, how can I be underwater for the majority of the 75, you know, and then execute the right strokes, you know, because if you come out with a shorter kick, uh, a softer kick, then you might have to do four and a half strokes or you might, you know, so it's, it's, it's about that. We do that with breaststrokers. You know, we had a Anton McKee that he used to swim for Alabama uh, this year. Uh, he, he learned how to do that and he went to European championships and he was very surprised about how his stroke count. We would do things in yards where he only, he was only able to go fast with three strokes or two strokes. So he had to maximize his pullouts very well. And, and, and then, you know, how to press out and then, you know, be, be slow here and quick here and you know, utilize his kick better. So hopefully I answer your question, you know. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. You definitely did. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty funny because it reminds a lot, it, it, you know, of the kind of stuff that I did with Ryan White this year. Um, someone that comes from a somewhat of a high yardage kind of a program, which it was in a completely different program last year. But then what we did this year was emphasize a couple of things, and it was definitely the underwater. How do you become effective being underwater? And, and you know, you can get creative and utilizing uh, socks and utilizing power towers, but the most important thing is to, to become effective. And whatever the number is going to be, whatever the magic number is going to be, we try to stay consistent throughout the entire practice, throughout the entire week, throughout the entire month. And that, that counts the minute you jump in the water until the very last 25 that you do and, and becomes a second nature. But I think when we combine that, the number of golfing kicks plus the number of strokes that you will take per lap, then it became a habit. Okay. Which one is going to be the magic number? And, and I'm kind of like you, you know, I like to work a lot about distances, a lot of 75s, one, 125s, you know, 225s, things like that. But I try to make it sound like, okay, the goal for us is going to be, how many how many 75s can we push under 40 and how many of those can we do in a row how many of those can we do in a row plus adding a 50 kick fast at the end or whatever creation we can come up with as long as she understands that that's going to be the ultimate goal so um i mean it's good it's good that we can at least relate to that kind of stuff so thank you for clarifying that yeah. and and the thing is that we use i use a stroke count minus one for sets like this but many times I do a stroke count, a stroke count plus one, a stroke count plus two, you know, just to teach them how to, uh, to have to add an extra stroke or two extra strokes without an understanding how many kicks or how the pullout has to be, you know, or how they, yeah, brush strokers, for example, how they press out, because the idea is you press out here and you spend more time here and you spend less time here recovering your hands, you know. Uh, so they, you know, by using minus one, Right, not uh, stroke count plus one plus two plus three, or go plus three plus two plus one, stroke count minus one, or something like that. It really makes the brain work and really understand efficiency because you, you know, when you do plus three, you don't have to use so much power, you can be light and move, you know, but being with good technique, you know. So it's you know, you, you, can, you can mix things around. Like that, you know, like uh, quads and when 
training for the Olympic Games in in 2016. He didn't swim very well. For him, he swam okay, but I thought that he was going to be 153 to underfly at least. Uh, and the, the the way he was swimming, and you know, where I tried, even though he's in a good day, five nine, maybe. So he's not that tall. Um, we try to think about the number of strokes that Michael Phelps was taking. And I don't want to say that you have to do that, but I thought that he could take the same number of strokes that Michael Phelps by the efficiency that he had. So one of the sets that we did in long course, because, you know, we're talking in short course, but we did five fifties plus a 50 easy 10 times. That's 60 fifties, you know? Now you go one fly, one free, one fly, one free, one fly, and then easy. Now the fly, and you build into you know, the fly at certain speed. Let's say, I don't remember, but let's say a 160 heart rate, uh, the freestyle 140 heart rate, the fly 170 heart rate, the freestyle 140 heart rate, and then the last one, like the second 50 of your 100. You know? So at that point, there was only one person, I think, Michael Phelps, maybe two, they have gone on the second 50 of the 100 under 27. So Michael Phelps has been a few times 26 something on his hundred fly and he take he would take 18 strokes i think it was it so we talk about it you have to be between 27.2 and 26.8 with 18 strokes the first round of five the last five, the fifth one i think he was 26.0 with 16 strokes and he kept going for 60 50s and on the sixth on the last one he was 25.0 with 18 strokes you know, it's it's pretty impressive what, and granted that he's a very gifted kid, you know, but it's very impressive that if you work with that, and I don't work with a stroke count all the time, but, you know, many times I just use it in, in key times. And many times I just use my eye. I don't like a stopwatch. I don't like the stroke rate because when you have 70 people in the water, I'm sorry, I'm not going to take a stroke rate for people. Either. But, uh, but yeah. I, I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Anybody else? Maybe I can I can pull Pablo. Pablo Marmolejo. Hey, I love your beer. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Uh, maybe you can share something that you do. Um, you know. Uh, a lot of very similar stuff. I mean, we do do a lot of uh, kind of like those odd distances. Um, one of the things that we did this year, um, and I forget where I saw it because obviously I stole it from somewhere, but um, it was a lot of, um, you know, how like we used to do all those like 200, like those 50s, 200 pays. Uh, but we did a little bit different this time where we did, um, let's say like, they would do like a 50 at 200 pace. And then let's say like, like the interval was like 50 and then at 25 easy on 50 and they would do that like 30 times. Um, and then like for our 500 people, uh, which I think this actually correlated very well would be like a 75. So we do a 75 at 500 pace, uh, a 25 easy. Um, I think it was on 50. And then uh, I think everything was on 50. So the 75 on 50, the 25 on 50, like 30 times. Um, nice. and we, 
like we did that like kind of like in December and then we kind of just figured it out like whether like the pace for each individual person would be. Um, and then we just did that and like it, uh, for the, uh, stroke people. So we would do a lot of, um, kind of like a progression, like, um, of fifties when we do like, we use the chart, you know? So like we kind of like start using those, uh, those times, but like when you start adding the 25 E's in between, um, you know, you start getting a little bit more specific um, on, on their times and same thing like underwater kicks and stroke count. Um, and then basically just modifying what we've always done um, on the um, on the charts, you know, like either the 3100s or the 3050s, kind of staying loyal to that for sure. Um, uh, how many times you did that? Um, we did, uh, we did the 75s. It, it, they don't hold on. Probably like we did it like three times through the season. Um, cause it, it's hard to hit. It, it's very hard to like hold on to that. Um, but they, they did very, very well with that. Um, and then sometimes as, as we're getting closer to the, to the meet, maybe we'll just, uh, we did, um, close it, um, kind of like maybe in sets of 10 or sets of eight and then a little bit of rest, and then we started doing that. Cause like eventually what we did at the end, kind of like a modified US, US RPT thing, uh, where we do, you know, like give them a pace, and then if they missed it, they rest, that, uh, rest one out, and then trying to hit like between 8 to 10 reps at their pace. Um, and then we that, – basically that set became that. So just try to be like uh, shorter – um and th that usrpt would be like on 40 or 35 seconds so like super short rest trying to be like super high intense and uh and i feel like doing like high reps at their pace really helped them being a faster real pace in in the in the short rest that's kind of like what we progress towards at the end of the season awesome anybody has any questions for paulo about any of this Anybody else wants to share anything? I mean, I'll just add a little bit to that, like towards what we did with the, the end of the season. Um, we kind of modified that USRPT stuff for like our 400 IMers uh -huh. to where we were going. Um, basically, you had four groups of or three groups of 75s, but basically you're doing a 55, 50 fly, 25 back and trying to hit you know, whatever the number was, either eight or 12 of those. And that was broken down to basically your second 50 of your, uh, the second 50 of your 100 fly and your first 25 of your, your backstroke split of your 4IM. Um, and so we did that fly back, back breast, breast free. Um, actually saw that translate very well for the 400 IMers. And how many times did you do that? I think they got that set either twice. I mean, they were doing a variation kind of building up to that, but that specific one, um, I think they got in twice before conferences. Um, we had them all, you know, break down their 400 IM goal. I mean, this was, you know, you're talking about maybe three or four weeks out of, of conferences. Um, and so they broke down like what they wanted to go at conference and, and that's how they came, came up with those specific, uh, 75 times awesome same thing they were on like 10 seconds rest or something like that i get it 
Anybody else? Anybody has a question for anybody? Oh, awesome. Well, it's time for Corona time, huh? uh, you know, at least for me. So thank you very much for coming today. Um, thank you for all the coaches that share stuff and for everybody just being here. And uh, let's plan another one for next Wednesday. All right, I'll send you whatever subjects. If anybody has a, a something, a topic they want to talk, uh, just bring it up. You know, today we had a Spanish, we just had a Spanish talk and uh, Nacho Gallo is a coach at Florida International University. He spoke about uh, life coaching and how he empowers the girls because he coaches the women's team. And it was a really, really good talk. So if any one of you wants to share something and you know, and I can ask Nacho, I, I don't think he's here today, no. but I can ask Nacho that, um, you know, maybe he can do it for in English for all of us. It was very good. So, all right. Awesome. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, Serge. Thanks, Sergio. Bottoms up. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Sergio. Enjoy your beer. Bye, oh, you Go know it. Up. You know it. <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Thank guys. You. you take it easy. Uh, all right.